Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 8 of Support Together, Fill Your Cuppa. Episode 8, girls. Eight. Wow. Eight. 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 Flying in. Mm-hmm. We never thought we'd even get second episode of, of season, season one. one. <laughs> season one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Exactly. We're now in Season 2, Episode 8. Mm-hmm. We definitely have a lot to talk about. We are the shit. What are we like? We are... That's hit like a dog would like a dog would ah chong get going anyway you're very welcome here today yeah and we have an extra guest mm. with no seat for her. she doesn't need a seat mm-hmm. um on my right we've got Una Murray hi everyone and on my far left we've got Wee Jam Jam Cassie hello 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 and right beside me and anybody who's on YouTube can see her. We've got it. Mm-hmm. We're going to introduce you to our character, it, mm-hmm. otherwise known as the bitch. Yeah, that's what Kira calls her. She's beautiful, isn't she? Of the mummies call her that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we talk a lot about it, and she's in lots of her conversations. She she's been in my house. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's been, she's been in my bed. She's been in your bed? Yeah. Kinky. Mm-hmm. Um, and so today we're going to, <laughs> we're going to introduce her. Yeah. Um, and who better to introduce her than the lady who made her? Mm-hmm. Una Mary? Well, I didn't make her. It was me and my sister Brenda when we started off the charity. And expose, um, what we see is when we're, people think there are their illness. And we're trying to create a character that um, you can identify with, but it's not you. Um, so we'd supported a mummy many, many years ago, a wonderful lady. Um, and the support that we give her, she ended up writing in a poem. And in her poem, don't remember all of the poem, but it goes a wee bit like this. It robbed me of my happiness. It stole how I was before. It robbed me from seeing my kids grow up. Everything became a chore. And it goes on and she goes on and talks about it. And what she was talking about was the was postnatal depression, mm-hmm. postnatal anxiety. And at that time we were creating the tale of PMD. Mm-hmm, I have it here. The, the, the leaflet that we spent a lot of time designing and working on because we were creating a, like a fairy tale. People feel when they go into the hood, they're going in until... You know, everything's going to be rosy in the Oh, aye. Very till getting their pram, their cot, getting the nursery ready. But there's a big life. There's a lot. There's a life after that. So it. So everything through that leaf, let's just see it's highlighted. Yeah, understand um, it's, it's normal. normal. So we, we wanted to create a, a character to link with that. So we involved uh, quite a few of the mummies mm-hmm. at that time. This going back many years ago. Um, and this is what... Um, was created through a local artist, um, Barry. Mm-hmm. And Barry has done many an illustration for us, even for this podcast. Yes, it's him has done the wee sketches of us. Sketches and stuff. So what we were trying to create is that when we're talking about the illness, that so people can see something outside themselves. Mm-hmm. So when we are in training or we deliver any training, this becomes, we bring it with us. Mm-hmm. We bring... It's nearly everywhere. It's yeah. very bulky to throw in the car, but 
it works. Yeah. She's yeah. looking at me. She's actually looking probably at you, Gemma, and she's looking at Kira, and no doubt she's looking at Fame here over mm-hmm. helping us record. She's eyeballing So she's me. eyes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a powerful thing that the mummies often come back to. And it is there, when we take it out in training, is about, it's the illness that mm-hmm. has given you the signs and symptoms of antenatal or postnatal depression and anxiety. So that can be, fire the symptoms out. So it could be that you're... Feeling sad and weepy. Mm-hmm. Anxiety and irritability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feeling tired all the time. Mm-hmm. No enjoyment in life. Just completely flat off. Feeling unable to cope. Yeah. Not, not wanting to be with others. Yeah. Feeling unlovable and worthless. Mm-hmm. No interest in sex. Yeah. And sometimes that stays with you. Not being able to concentrate, <laughs> make decisions or forgetting things. Mm. Yeah. Having mm-hmm. no energy or enthusiasm. The mm-hmm. decrease or increase in appetite. Mm-hmm. Feeling numb. Yeah. yeah. Detached from your baby. Or separation anxiety. That's just mm-hmm. a few of the many things that it that it brings symptoms of it. So we often then that mums we feel that it defines them. I am the illness. They're not the illness. They're living with signs and symptoms of antenatal and postnatal depression, which is a totally treatable illness. Which yep. is a treatable illness, but. I remember feeling that I was depression. I am, and I can't talk about this and I can't say this because people will judge me. I'm anxious, you know, in in parenthood and people are going to judge me. They're going to, I became anxious due to my journey um, into motherhood, due to the expectations I had of self. So when people feel they are their illness, they feel completely consumed by it, that they have, they've lost their voice, they've mm-hmm. lost their identity. And often we go out with that and we do the signs and symptoms mm-hmm. of antenatal postnatal depression. See people who, it gives amazing to watch because they're writing constantly. Often when you go into professionals, they're not writing as quick, but the lived experience. Mm-hmm. And we get them and we get them to come up and put a post it on. And yeah. so she's covered from head to toe. Mm-hmm. And I then will introduce myself, you know, I've introduced myself already but we'll bring back to that and, and often you would or you mm-hmm. go Gemma and you go my name is Gemma Cassidy um, I have lived with postnatal anxiety mm-hmm. and we often put the character in front of us yeah. and then when we look at people and go I am Gemma Cassidy I am not postnatal anxiety I am living with it or I have lived with it and you move it to your side. Yeah. yeah. And often that is a massive aha moment mm-hmm. because we are not defined by the illness. No, no. we're not. From our, our tale of PND um, leaflet, it's the untold story. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read it out. Um, it's a lovely visual story to see, but for anybody that's. Um, we actually have patents. Yeah, the patents are in the office. office. Stunning. So once upon a time, there was a mummy just like you. She started on a journey with a baby just brand new. Happy, joyful, loving. These feelings, they came first. But the darkness came so quickly and her life will now be cursed. It quickly took her spirit, her laughter and her fun. Then it made her paranoid and scared of everyone. 
Her nerves became unsettled. She just could not sit still. She cleaned and mopped and cleaned some more till all she felt was ill. It locked up, it locked her up and twisted her. It tampered with her mind. Her love for life was over. She bowed her head and cried. She loved her baby dearly, but feelings wouldn't show. Afraid to speak and ask for help, because everyone would know. Staring in the distance, her head was spinning fast. She knew she had to make a change. There's no way that this could last. She knew just then the time was up to break free from the chains, take a breath, a leap of faith, find her new self again. She remembered from a leaflet, you are not alone. She looked at her baby smiling then picked up the phone. She talked and someone listened. Someone really cared. Maybe I can do this. Yes, there's no need to feel scared. Out of its darkness and into a new light. She holds her baby near. Her illness is locked up now with support. It disappeared. She threw the key so far away and went on her new path to free her heart and mind again to live, to love, to laugh. So there's life after it. There's life after it. And it's about often the lack of education, the lack of support gives it more power. As you say, the bitch, the power. And we talked about, has it been, it was in my bed, there was four in my Mm -hmm. bed. Mm -hmm. And that was me, my baby, it, which is the illness, and my husband. Mm -hmm. Um, And I opened up my door, my identity, my home to this predator, to this bloody illness that I was so unequipped to protect myself from. That she knew straight away, it knew straight away, there's, there's a doll for me, mm-hmm. Mary Leonard. It's pregnant. We're going to move in there. We're going to move in there and I'm going to take home mm-hmm. and I am just going to take over her life. I am going to be the boss. She took away my identity, my front door, my back door keys. Mm-hmm. That's where we bring the keys, the keys, is everything in Part here of our strips down even more. Yeah. Like each of that, what you read there, there's, there's onion layers to that. You know, and and sometimes you become very OCD and you're cleaning and all. There's a whole, whole, but what the message is to get across is when we talk about it. Mm-hmm. When we reach we out. Take, back ownership. When we start educating ourselves, we are then connected and we're then able to put the words to it and get the support through yeah. our doctor or whatever that may look like. Mm-hmm. Get the keys back. Yeah. Get the keys back. Um. <laughs> And that's and we have people, as you know, Kira and Jam have come into the office for other stuff, not just to come in to meet us yes. to do with building connections. And, and when they only go, oh, that's it. That's the a, mm-hmm. a new. That's you the went to Queen's University. <laughs> introduced here. I've got the bitch. We well, yes, we went to Queen's and we did a uh, talk with the social workers and the bitch. Came with us. Yeah, we we went up to um Return Mental Health Alliance um talk um with a pile of our mummies on a road trip one day, and the bitch came with us. We took her into Anne Summers. Did and we and said, we put her in the window. We did. We nearly got into trouble. <laughs> when you wear that, you get this. She can come to your house. <laughs> we have a bit of humour because yeah. she's everywhere. <laughs> but she's there. She was in my house. I remember the feeling of being able to say to Una. 
I'm afraid in case it comes back. Luna's saying, who's, what's it? I'm like, the, her, it. Mm-hmm. Now, well, I was going to fight her. When she came back to, if she had to come back to my house after I had ordered. baby three. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was ready to fight her because I knew what she was. With Jude and Nanda, I hadn't a clue. Mm-hmm. So what did you end up doing? Running and hiding. It's and and it's like, she got bigger and bigger and bigger because I run from her. Mm-hmm. But she, she'll always, it. Well, she always. I don't mean to say she because we're kind of under, you know, the mm-hmm. female, but it will outrun you. Oh, I. Not a sweat, not a nothing. It'll, it'll always be there ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Laughing. It'll know what to take more out of you. But when you stand and you confront it, and it is your feelings, your fear, mm-hmm. your dread, completely and utterly shrinks. Yeah. And we often say to mommy, it might still be about, but you remember you have the key. We have the key mm-hmm. and the power. And you have the power. Mm-hmm. And you, you have built door. up your support, your, yeah. your support hand as you talk a lot about Gemma. Yeah. yeah. And as, I suppose we go back to, the. Um, there's one lady that does, has come into the office and she, she hasn't had postnatal. Mm-hmm. She has had um, a tragic loss in her life. Mm-hmm. And she... Straight away, before we even introduced who the bitch was or it was, mm-hmm. she got it mm-hmm. because she has an it in her life. Mm-hmm. And she's, you learn to live with it mm-hmm. and she's not letting it take control anymore. Yeah. There's exactly. days she's, but there's, there's days that it is bigger. Mm-hmm. There's days that it's smaller. There's days that she gets into bed and, and it's there. And maybe she may spend a couple of days in bed because mm. it's a sore couple of days. But it doesn't consume her life. No, but she, it's like any of us, and even when my mummies, when we were doing that bit of work, and we explain, they get that. I can't believe it because that's been designed mm-hmm. by mummies, and I just can't believe how much it's just absolutely amazing to watch sometimes. Mm-hmm. And a mummy go, I get it, and you know, it was in my house last week. I couldn't even go mm-hmm. out with the kids. I just felt that consumed. I felt I wasn't attractive. I couldn't, and I felt I put on weight, and I felt this, mm-hmm. and I felt that. So I was really down. And I go, that's amazing that you're able to name that. Because you know it's you, not you. You know it's not you're not. You. You're not beating right yourself there, up there. You're not a big stick hitting that's yourself again. It's not, uh, yeah. The blame is off mm-hmm. you. The blame is on the illness. Mm-hmm. A treatable illness. illness. And often what you find then is a mummy might ring in if she's meant to be coming to a get-together, she's put her name down. And she might ring in that morning, look, it's here the day. It's kind of taken over me. But I'm aware of what's wrong. I'm going to look after myself mm-hmm. today. I just feel the outside world is too much for me today. Yeah. And tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. Like, I think that is an amazing... It's okay to cocoon co- yourself. It is, Gemma. Mm-hmm. Not for days and weeks and weeks no. and weeks, but to recognise it's it. It's not me. It's mm-hmm. the illness. Like, why do we always say, oh, that person's depression? A person has a name. Mm-hmm. They're living with with depression. depression. They're living with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Person's living with cancer. We never say that person's cancer. That person didn't ask for that illness. No, that but person don't be defined yes, by that. That person didn't doesn't want that illness. That illness. She's living. That person's living with that illness, and you're you're overcoming that illness. Yeah. What's your thoughts on it, Gemma? Because you've come into the charity also. Mm-hmm. It was there. Yeah, the sure there. PND was there. Um, mm-hmm. Have you? What is? What are you fighting from your own personal experience, and even with mums? Mm-hmm. 
This is Fill Your Cuppa, the Support Together podcast, and we couldn't bring the podcast to you today without the support of Clarity Scanning and Holistic Health. Clarity Scanning and Holistic Health is a private pregnancy, ultrasound and complementary therapy facility. Their mission is to provide a more holistic approach during your pregnancy. Visit ClarityOma.com. She was very much anxiety for me. Yeah. yeah. And even you mentioning the separation anxiety. Mm -hmm. I'm banging the chairs again. (laughs) All right. I suppose she was right in my house at the very start. And even before antenatally, Mm -hmm. which I didn't know at Mm -hmm. the time, I was happy, as I said before, but it was more that anxiety and the fear and the unknown. You're right beside me. She was in that living room the day you came. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right beside me. Big shadow over me. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose there was a stage I couldn't be left on my own because I was that scared of being left on my own. What was I going to do? How was I going to cope? How was I going to manage? So what were you scared of? It. And the power it had over you, yeah. the illness had over you. Well, she had exactly. huge power over me. Yeah. I just wanted to hide away and yeah. I was so afraid. So she, she really is a bitch. She's for me. Oh, God. She really is. Yeah. Now, there was a time, to be quite honest, and I'm going to be really honest, when... I look back, the illness, anxiety and depression often became my friend. It was my friend for a while because it was the only person Mm -hmm. I allowed into my life. Mm -hmm. It was the only person who'd really seen me in the raw, real state of Mm -hmm. awfulness, despair and darkness that I felt that's all I had Mm -hmm. in my life. I couldn't see anything else but it. Mm -hmm. And then I allowed myself, because of that, my identity, mm-hmm. to be taken away, and I shrunk. I would say she scared the life out of me. Oh! And probably, like, I had suffered with depression before, uh-huh. and I was afraid of going back to that dark, dark place that I was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was probably the same for me yeah. after the two boys, and then whenever I was pregnant with Orla, the fear of her, it, when you finally got rid of it, of the chance of it coming back. And remember saying, like, you, that was your biggest fear. What happens if it comes back and we goes right? Uh-huh. What does happen? Mm-hmm. You are equipped. Yeah. And so, I suppose, sorry, I go back to the first time. I didn't educate myself the mm-hmm. first time. Mm-hmm. But this time, I have educated myself very well. Mm-hmm. But I know it might come knocking. It's not going to stay. Well, it was there with you years ago when yeah. you suffered yeah. depression. Yeah. That's what, it can be... Depression without being postnatal, it can be cancer, yeah. it can be living with diabetes, it's stuff like that. But but education kicks her out the door. Oh yeah. Education puts her back in her bloody box. Yes. Communication makes her it's, smaller. Uh-huh. She's a very small little doll whenever you're fit to up to her. Yeah. She is. Uh, and she's is. not going to be there forever. No. There's life after it. Mm-hmm. At times it will creep in, my anxiety yeah. creeps in, but I'm straight away able to put a visual to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and say, right, this is it. This is not me. This is certain behaviour that's driving mm-hmm. this way of mm-hmm. my approach. But suppose I really remember that time you did care going to baby three, and we're working with a lot of mummies that are going on to have baby two, baby three, and who have lived with postnatal anxiety mm-hmm. and postnatal depression, um, coming from birth trauma, coming from a lot of stuff, right? And you're that's. That fear that you had was real. That really affected you. It really affected me. I, I and as much as we prepared for Orla coming, 
after Orla was born and I was, the, the, the gloves were on and I was ready to fight, I still, the fear was there. What happens? And I was waiting for her to come. You were. And I couldn't enjoy my mm. first couple of weeks. I remember Una saying, what? What is it? And I was like, I'm feared to get, let the boundaries down. I'm feared to let the shoulders down in case she's going to come. Enjoy this yeah. pregnancy. Because sure as hell, someone's going to come along. She will rob you of your yeah, happiness. She did. She robbed me of the happiness. It will take away your joy for life. Just exactly that poem. That poem. Well, like, I mean, we'll put it up on the Facebook. Yeah. I'll put it more. Yeah. I wish I had a took it with me today. Took it here. But that's what it does. It takes away. But the, I think the key point. Identity. The key point is. She fucking didn't with Orla. She didn't. I did. I, I love my two boys, but I, see Orla and the difference of the power and the education and the support that I had with Orla. Mm-hmm. You're not afraid of her anymore? I'm not afraid, I'm of, not her. afraid of her. She no. needs to be afraid of me. Uh-huh. And she's afraid of my husband. Yeah. And she is afraid of me because for the rest of my days, girls, mm-hmm. I will be fighting for other mummies mm-hmm. that she doesn't have the control that she did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's powerful stuff yeah that's bringing power and uh, you know back to self that's back to the simple touch points that we always talk about our support and education mm-hmm. and that that's is what we're key. built upon you know and it didn't care yet took away some you had that fear but you were ready your husband was equipped you know you were ready you had your helping hand around you mm-hmm. You even came and approached the charity at that time. We were supporting you, but about that emotion, about that antenatal care, and that's where bumps together came from. Yeah. The and what ifs, the what, yeah. the what ifs. There was that's another podcast, oh, girls. The, the amount of what ifs I have. Definitely, I have a book at home, and it's full of what ifs, what ifs. and it's from the bumps together, and it's the fear, and it's writing them out. Yeah, yeah, and so you were you were equipping yourself on the emotional transition, and that's what we were talking about the other day in the office. Mm-hmm. We have so many mummies. We go on to have second or third baby and have suffered awful, awful emotional distress, depression. Do you know all of that stuff? And it, it could have really, it, it robbed me mm-hmm. from having my third child. Mm-hmm. And I, I talk about this openly. Mm-hmm. But what I took the power back is me and my husband were to sit down and talk about that. Yeah. And we were able to go, you know, look at that and say, no, I'm, we're quite happy. Now to have my girl and my boy mm-hmm. quite lucky. My gratitude came in at that stage. It didn't rob me. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> do you know what I mean? At that time, I felt it was robbing yeah. me and I was getting bitter and angry. Mm-hmm. But me and him then started communicating and connecting and realizing, okay, no, we're not going to go on to have the third. We're, you know, I think. I was afraid of what that might look like. And that could be very present. different for other mummies that do you want to go on? Big but then there was no support together then. There, there was, was no a, education. There, Kieran, that is the exact, there was So jack- she's not, yeah, she's yeah. not getting so. to rob anybody now because we are mm-hmm. making her a very a choice. Yes. A choice. We're working with um, a family at the moment and they're going on to have another baby after living with it. Mm-hmm. And, their fear, his fear is very much there. What am I going, what happens if this illness comes in? What happens if it takes away? Mm-hmm. What happens, what happens? What if, what if, what if? And we're connecting in with him. And she's built up a plan of action, her helping yeah. hand, before she goes into crisis. Mm-hmm. If she's in crisis. The resilience, know, the education. Resi- oh my. And we're saying to him, that, you know, we're connecting in with him and letting him be in. 
you know, letting him know you're involved in this. Mm-hmm. You know, if it comes, by God. Yeah, and it might. It'll not be as big. She'll be further back in the living room. She will be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She'll not stay Jenna. long. She'll not stay long because mm-hmm. it knows rightly mm-hmm. that the people around her, yeah. you know, are equipped. Mm-hmm. We said, I said to the dad, that dad the other night, I said, we're about like Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> we're ready with it. The you know, right. You have your tribe behind you, your village behind you. It might peep in. But she'll know, it'll know rightly. It's it's not welcome. So it's a bit like an unwelcome visitor. It's about your boundaries. Mm-hmm. And knowledge. Somebody, you know what I mean? If somebody come to your house and you're just not kind of fussed on them. But if you make them feel you hiding welcome, under the sofa. No. If you make them feel welcome and give them the best cup of tea. Aye, they'll sit and they'll, me a breath, they'll stay. They even might come back the next day because they enjoyed the crack. But you actually feel that they're very toxic and mm-hmm. you're not very comfortable with them. And they're just not kind of people you want about. You'll not it's make no them tea. You'll not make them tea. You'll create your boundaries. Uh-huh. Do you know what? Will, will they come knock on your door? No. No. But they can go somewhere else because you have your boundaries. My husband does that with ironing. Does he? Yeah. Oh, if I ask him to iron, right, he does it really badly so that he's not asked to do it again. That's There's a word for that. <laughs> no. What did you say there, <laughs> Fiona? Uh, that's ball bag behaviour there. <laughs> yeah. So... There's where that that comes in from the creative approach. We are a very creative, colourful organisation. We're, we're so we're so proud. Yeah. you know, so proud of that. And I remember us being in a. You weren't with me at that gathering, where it was way way up in Fermanagh many years ago. And a woman, was, um, a health visitor, had said to a mummy, the mum lived um, across the border, so she wouldn't have had support together, but happened to have the leaflet. Mm-hmm. And the health officers just go in and have a look at that leaflet. And that mum got that leaflet. That mum says she had no support, but that leaflet, she never even, she says, I didn't destroy the leaflet, didn't put it in the bin, I put it in the drawer. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was in the drawer. And then I go and read it. And then I put it back in the drawer. She says, I kept going back to it. Mm-hmm. And she says, I took, so what I'm trying to say, the onion layers mm-hmm. of that leaflet is unbelievable. We even do a standalone yeah. workshop on that as a fantastic toolkit because it's designed. I lived, lived experience lived and learned and the model of lived experience and she and she came in didn't know we were the charity that has a leaflet yeah and she came in and we're having the gallery and having a cup of tea and a chat and a bit of a banter and we had the leaflets and she says you see that leaflet that leaflet is amazing she says that leaflet made me understand the illness and made me my husband understand it you know me and my daughter used to be saying mommy read about that bad that bad like the Wicked Witch. Uh-huh. Exactly, the Wicked yeah. Witch. And she says, so it became a part of my family. And I thought the, the girls were planting this thing. She was so, so excited about it. And I goes, you should take a mic out of me. Is there a camera about or something? Right, Jeremy Beagle's going to jump and out. She says, no, seriously. She says, see that leaflet? Honestly, I had nothing. The and I had that leaflet. And that leaflet mm-hmm. got the message across to me. And I says, I, I remember looking. I go, I, 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 are you serious oh my word honest to god and I goes are you aware we're support together that's who did the are you is that who you are she was told mm-hmm. she was advised to come to a support group mm-hmm. and um, I says ah, so, is that juice is that juice and I says it is it is I saw it. I says do you know what I've got it in the car she said go please take it and like a photograph my husband will <laughs> not believe it uh-huh. do you know and that was a moment that I'll never ever forget that was enough for me there. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, is it safe to say then I don't have to go around the room and ask how you're filling your cuppa because we are filling our cuppa day in and day out, girls, yeah. by stamping out it. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I think you're right there, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we are we are forced to be reckless. Yeah. yeah. And support and education is vital, ladies. And she will she will come up again in more podcasts. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, yeah. 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 Because we, we have visions of bringing mummies in and, say, and they, tell, they're telling us their version of it and how she was in their home and how they overcome it. Yeah. And dads. Mm-hmm. We do have a few dads lined up as well. Um, very, very powerful. It's looking at me now. I wonder if she like our jokes. Oh, I'd I don't say that think she further away. I, <laughs> I don't think she. Right I, don't, I, <laughs> I don't think she likes the jokes. We're uh, going for jokes. We're going for a few jokes. Okay, right. Keep our lattice jam. Why do cows wear bells? Don't know. Because the horns don't work. <laughs> right. That's a <laughs> Why couldn't the bad sailor learn the alphabet? Don't know. Because he always got lost at sea. Oh, I was just going to say something. Oh. <laughs> I get excited here at these jokes now. I know. Why is it here? What happens to an illegal... But, sorry, I'm, I'm going through my phone here to get jokes because my books are done. What happens to an illegally parked frog? Jumps away. Like it's towed away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why couldn't the pony sing a lullaby? Why could the pony? Why couldn't the pony sing a lullaby? What's horsing about? She was a little horse. <laughs> horse Very like good. You were on Monday from singing. Yeah. 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 Gemma was from shouting. And then, uh, I was like, I didn't say shouting. What? Well, uh, did What did the nose say to the finger? Stop picking on me. Here, folks, I really do think we need more jokes. Please send them in. Anybody has an email, joke Facebook, Center in the Kira? Uh-huh. Yeah. A lorry load, please. Yeah. <laughs> Why do bees have sticky hair? Because they use honeycomb. <laughs> <laughs> I um, think. I, uh huh. <laughs> Will we leave it at that? Aye. Mm. Anyway. Uh-huh. Why did the belt go to jail? Don't strapped up. Because it's hell of a pair of pants. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't even get it. Uh-huh. It held up a pair of pants. <laughs> it held up a pair of pants. What's got to do with A belt? <laughs> Probably that's American as a pants and trousers. Gemma, pants. Treasures. Nah, you should have said treasures. I held up a pair of treasures. would have got it better if it was a treasure. Nah. I, I don't even know if she. I don't even know if she'd get that. Last one, Kira. Move on, please. Move on. Move on. The boss told me to have a good day. Did I? So I went home. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave her on that. We'll leave her on that. <laughs> Goodbye. Good luck. Bye. Uh, watch us on YouTube. Adios. Click and like and subscribe and leave us a review and share the bejesus out of this. Yeah. We Nine. need to get more subscribers, subscribers, subscribers. We need we, get the we out. yeah, get us out there. We need to give the power back to us and take it away from that it. bitch. Yeah. Bye. 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 This was Fill Your Cuppa, the Support Together podcast with me, Mrs. Zoe, Kira O'Gowan, my co-hosts Una Leonard and Gemma Casty. Brought to you today by Clarity Scannon and Holistic Health and produced by 9874 Creative.